I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello, you are listening to the Detox Podcast. Uh, my name is Matt. As always, I'm here with uh, my beautiful wife, Courtney, and we're here to talk to you about why you need to go on our fantastic seven-day detox in order to solve years' worth of problems that you've got. Courtney, how are you going? Yeah, well, I'm great. Thank you. Have I got it right? Great to be here. Yeah, it's a whole new podcast for me. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right, because last week we were the keto podcast, (laughs) and that didn't work after a week, so this week... We're the Detox Podcast, and I've got to be honest, I'm not seeing the results that I want to see so far this week. So, look, I don't know if this is working for me. I mean, I've been sitting on my ass all week doing nothing but eating cupcakes, but I don't think it's working for me. What if next week we do... What if we go um, vegan next week? What do you think? Vegan isn't really a diet. It's more of a choice. Oh, no, no. I just want to go vegan until we lose the weight. What do you think? Oh, fake vegan. Right. Yes, hello. You are indeed listening to the Sarcasm Masters here at the Weight Loss Podcast. I am indeed Matt. And no, I'm not on a detox diet. Can you this, imagine you on a detox diet? This week. You would I'm, die. I'm cranky enough as it is. Yeah, you are. I think you would be most entertaining on something like that. No, I'm already... I get angry. You, you, you get anytime. the shits when someone looks at you the wrong way. <laughs> or when I look at you the wrong way. I get I get incredibly hangry. So it would be a really, really <laughs> bad idea for me to go on a detox. But anyway. Hangry. Hangry. I do get hangry. Uh, I know what that's like. I think we both get hangry. Definitely. So would we agree that we're not detoxing this week? We're definitely not detoxing this week or ever. Okay. What Um, about, what if we do the soup diet next week? What do you think? No, no, definitely not. Okay. Uh, Five and two. No, no. I'm happy to stick with our, uh, our current food. So we'll have to stick with what we do that actually works and has no gimmicks. Magic. Oh, okay. Magic. Yes, indeed. You are listening to the Weight Loss Podcast. We'll now just get over ourselves and move on with the episode, shall we, Courtney? <laughs> Two minutes of rubbish at the you've start di- of this di- episode. You've di- look, you've digressed enough here. All right, enough <laughs> there needs to be you. a warning on the front of this episode. Fast forward two minutes. <laughs> How about fuck you? That's a great intro. So we are going to discuss in this episode the obsession that I've had, that Courtney's had, that you may still have yourself... With the outcome. Yes. The end result. What some people might call the finish line. Yes. What do we mean by that, dear? Well, it's generally speaking, it's your big goal. So it's it's usually something that you hate most about yourself. So part of the body that you want to change because you are really unhappy with it. Or the number you want the to number change. The number on the scales that you want to change. The number, the number on the dress tag. On the dress tag that you want to change. Or the the gene size, so it's 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 about 
what is the massive goal? What is it that you are unhappy with the most and that you've sort of set yourself a target? Okay, I want to do this. That is what we sort of would call, a lot of people call the finish line. Uh, we don't really call it the finish line doing well, that. I like to call it the end of a chapter. Yeah, or, or I just sort of refer to it as the big goal um, because it's not well, even like the goal because you know you could even you're going to have say, another goal. We, that's what I mean though. That's why I said the, excuse me, the end of a chapter. Yeah. You could also say it is the big goal dot, dot, dot for now. Yeah, that's because right. Because the big goals change. And you and I are living proof of that. However, for the purposes of this discussion, the, no doubt you are in or are either in or have been in a similar situation to us, where you have you have your your as Courtney says your big goal in mind, which might be X number of dress sizes, X number of kilos lost on the scales, whatever it is, and that's what you focus on. Mm. Everything you do has to be getting you towards that outcome. Now. I have seen uh, and experienced myself over time, both in my personal life and my professional life, when I have focused and when I've seen others focus so much on the the destination, not the journey itself, uh, it's uh, not pleasant. No. And there's no there's there's no real real sense of pride or satisfaction that comes with it, because you look at it as being everything until then is a failure. Yes. But is it really? No. So we can, we can agree that the, the obsession can start with, you might say to yourself, I need to lose this number of dress sizes or this number of weight now. Yeah. I need to do it now. Yes. And that's where most people start. Most people don't sort of come up with, a, a, with an idea and say, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do it within the next X amount of weeks or even within the next X amount of years. Most people just very first thought as soon as they sort of hit that point where they're so unhappy and they want to make a change and I want to do this and I want it now. Or by summer because here in Australia, summer is coming. Yes. It's only a few months away. So uh, Courtney, you and I have, um, well gee, about uh, two to three months to turn around decades worth of problems. Do you like our chances? Well, no, but that's oh. not really what the first thing we think about, is it, when we when we want to make a change. So no. the destination is that that really big, big thing that you've sort of put up that you want to make a change and you yeah. want to achieve something. The pain point you're running away from. Yeah, right. definitely. Okay. And Courtney, Courtney was saying to me before we uh, flipped the record button and started talking shit hmm? that it can become an obsession. Yeah, definitely can become obsessive. What do you mean? So what has happened to me and what I've seen happen to a lot of people is you obsess about there's something about yourself that you hate more than everything else. So for me, it's always been my stomach area. Which is also where you carry weight the most. Correct. Like, right. you know, go figure. Um, <laughs> so I carry, I'm quite, I don't know what you would call me, Matt. Um, when I was Hot? At, when I was at my heaviest, I was Sexy. I was quite maybe apple shaped. I guess you would call me apple shaped. Um, more like a barrel. So <laughs> anyway, I've always been yeah very round through the midsection. So shoulders through to knees is where I carried all of my weight. Like a sphere. So very an round. Egg. An egg. So. That has always been my most hated area. And for me, when I started to get in better and better shape, uh, my stomach area didn't seem to be budging. 
So my legs were looking really good. Everything else was... St- I could st- the guns. I could see myself, off. you know, my face, that sort of stuff. But my stomach wasn't moving. So what ha- ended up happening in my own... I'll get, give my own example is that every time I looked at myself in the mirror, which a lot of people do, you step out of the shower, you look at yourself in the mirror, especially when you're putting so much effort into what you're eating, exercising. Oh, you're scrutinizing everything, but it starts with the area you hate the every, most. Every second that you get a chance to really look at yourself in the mirror, most people would have a look. And what I was doing was the only place I was looking at was my stomach. So I literally would not look my eyes would look at myself in the mirror and only look at my stomach. And if I didn't feel like it looked different, then I would think about that all day about how what I was doing wasn't working and there must be something I'm missing. What am I missing? What am I doing wrong? You know, what can I do more of? You know, should I be doing more exercise? Should I should I be eating less? Should I be what you know, what 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 am I missing here? And it would just go on and on and on and it became, becomes an obsession. So I do that once and then maybe a couple of days later I forget about it. I'm doing other things. I'm busy. But then the next time I look at myself in the mirror, same thing. I look straight at my stomach. It hasn't changed. What's going on? And then it goes on and on and on and on and on. You know, I put an outfit on one day and my stomach looks fat. Oh, I'm getting fatter. My stomach's getting bigger. How is this possible? What am I doing wrong? You know, and it, it just it just goes on and on and on. And when you're obsessed about something, it's not rational. So you're probably listening to this thinking, Courtney, they're so dumb. Like, why are you thinking like that? And believe me, I wish I could have said that to myself. But when you're obsessing about something, it's not rational. It never is. So I know looking back now that it was totally stupid to look at myself in the mirror and only look at my stomach, to only scrutinize my progress by the way my stomach looked. But that's just what I did. And because I was so obsessed with it changing because I hated it so much and I was so desperate for it to change, that is all I ever looked at. And so I just obsessed and obsessed and obsessed. And it's happened to a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people go through this as well with other areas of their body. Maybe some girls that we've worked with are very bottom heavy. So all they look at is their thighs and their butt. How do my jeans fit today? Oh my God, my jeans are too tight. My jeans are really tighter today than they were yesterday. Oh my God, I've put on weight. You know, it becomes an obsession. It's something that you constantly go to. As soon as there's an inkling that something hasn't changed and you're working your ass off, then your brain automatically tells you, oh, well, the whole thing's fucked. Yeah, you go straight to the negative, don't you? You always go straight it's to the always, negative. It's always the, the worst case scenario. Like, oh, well, fuck, this is shit. This is failing. You want to go straight to, well, I've stuffed it. But then what happens or is... Or it's not working. You can, yeah, it's not working. So then where that then leads to, that, tr- that, that train of thought leads to, you're totally on the money mat, it's always negative. Mm, mm. So you're always mm. going to run to the negative option first. And what that ha- what happens then is you're going to start to, to self-sabotage. Now, Ooh. for some people, they do this unconsciously. So I was doing this unconsciously. What do you mean? So what happens, what I mean by unconsciously is, in my case especially, what I was doing was I was so disappointed with the fact that when I looked in the mirror and I didn't feel like my stomach had changed, which in my mind meant nothing I was doing was making a difference to any part of my body. Like nothing had changed because that's the other thing that happens. We convince ourselves because that one part of our body that we hate the most hasn't changed. 
So nothing has changed. Nothing's worked. Nothing's better. Everything's crap. So then what happens is I was so disappointed with putting in all this work and nothing changed, well, in quotation marks, nothing changing that I was then saying, well, I can just have one bite of that because the whole thing's stuffed anyway, so who cares? You know what I mean? Mm. Or I'll just have one bite of that. It'll make me feel better and then I'll get back onto it tomorrow. I promise. Promise. It's always I promise. I promise. I, I promise I'll do it on Monday. But that's the sort of little habits that then can come creeping back. So then that was my habit of emotional eating coming creeping back for me because that's what I used to do when I was upset or disappointed or sad. I would just turn to food and rubbish food. And I would, I would convince myself that it was okay because of X. Whatever the reason was, it was fine because this happened, so it's fine. And so those are the habits. So that's unconsciously sabotaging yourself. You're allowing old habits to float back in. Other people will just self-sabotage on purpose because they do throw their hands up in the air and oh, they just the say, point? the whole thing's shit. It doesn't work. I'm not doing it anymore. Now, where does that lead to? Well, that leads to nowhere, doesn't it? Because you're not you're just going to throw your hands up in the air. You're not going to try. You're going to go back to eating the same rubbish you had before and you're going to put on more weight than you already started with. At, at, least, at worst or at best, sorry, back to square one. But the thing is, in those, in those moments, you don't think about those consequences. You just think about, oh, it's shit, it's not working. You know what I mean? So our brains are funny things. They're very, very simple. Very We're very, rational. very simple creatures where, you know, we don't think about the complexity of these sort of decisions. We just make them. And that's where the obsession can lead. So that's why obsessing on the final destination is really dangerous. I think it's also, it also robs you of the enjoyment you get or uh, that you can get uh, along the way of growing and changing as a person. Yes. So for me, one thing that I really enjoyed about, have enjoyed about the process is just learning more about how I tick. Mm. Uh, but also, even more, I suppose you say practically, learning how to exercise properly, mm. learning how to lift weights properly. That was an achievement for me because, like everyone, I started as a beginner. Yeah. And I remember, like it was yesterday, where I couldn't even lift a barbell. Mm. Now I teach it. Yes. And I, you know, that's just an example. Um, I've also, even though I would never ever call myself the world's best cook, I've gone from, you know, being happy if I didn't burn my toast to now I can, I can do full cookups, full food preps, whatever I need to do, I can do it. If I have to do it, I can do it. Mm. So, there, so there's the skill there that's been developed along the way as part of the journey and I've enjoyed that. Mm. Uh, there's also along the way, you know, the people I've met. Yes. Relationships that sort have of formed like, well, I met you. Yes. I got married. <laughs> you know, um, friends that I've made along the way, both personally and professionally. Yeah. Like, yes, I've always had goals in mind, but I personally have then always broken them down. So I look at it technically as like you've got the the macro view which is the big picture, I want to do X. Um, but back, like back in the day, when I was younger, my X was I just didn't want to be fat and I didn't want to be uh, a diabetic. Mm. But after that, I actually stopped thinking about it 
and then broke it down into what now what do I need to do to actually make this thing happen? Where and I, that's where people really trip up. Yes. The obsession is so much on the end result, not what you must do to actually fucking get there. Yes. Awesome point. And I think you need to elaborate on that, Matt, because that is one of the biggest things. So there's no point continuing to talk about obsessing about the final destination because I think everyone sort of got the picture on that. I think, Matt, it'd be great if you could elaborate on what you just said in terms of, well, how do we not focus then and get to that obsession point on the big goal or the first chapter? You know, how do we not get to the point where we're in that obsessive state on that? Well, you've, you've got to, it, like, I'm all for having your your sort of big tentpole goals. You need that. Tentpole goal. I like that. Thank you. I'm going to use that. You may. Uh, 100% <laughs> you should use that. Tentpole goal. I like that. 100%, yeah. Stop. He's going to make me say 100%. Well, there it is. <laughs> now, you've got to have your big tentpole goals. That they, have to ha- they, have to, they have to be in place. So I'm not going to argue about that. Mm-hmm. But then what happens after that? So for what I used to be like and what you've been like, Courtney, and chances are what you listening have been like is you go, well, this is it. This is what I'm working towards. Mm. Where from, from my sort of standpoint, doing this for a living, once you've got the big goal in place, you've then got to go, well, let's break this down. Yes. So yeah, we might have a time frame of say 12 months, mm-hmm. a year and a half, two years, whatever. Great. Now what must be done on a day-to-day basis, which then becomes week by week and then month by month to actually make this thing unfold. Mm. So are we are we talking tips here? Yeah, well, I think that we should talk definitely about some tips on structuring your goals first. So I think that that just plays in exactly what you were just saying, Matt. Mm. And I think, I think that that's pretty much the best place to start. So how do we not obsess on the big goal? Well, you start by breaking it down into small goals. Yes. So if you're, you know, if you're someone who's obsessed or, or been obsessed and focusing entirely on losing X amount of dress sizes, fantastic. What are you going to do tomorrow mm. and the day after and the day after? All those little choices that you make, the little habitual things that you do or that you're going to reprogram over time. So, you know, for some people it might be, well, my first step in this marathon is to work on building up the habit of exercise. Mm. Fantastic. Or for some people it might be, well, the first step in, in my marathon will be I will work on reducing my weekend alcohol binges. And that was one for me. Mm. And those process-oriented goals that you break it down into as you hit those things day by day, they're going to add up. But that's also where we talk about impatience, don't we? Yeah. I, I, I think that that's why the obsession tends to switch back uh, the, or the focus more so than an obsession tends to switch back to that big thing. Because I said, you know, a lot of these little progress goals, mm. they're not very attractive. Like they're not very sexy. You know why that is though, don't you? Because it's fucking work. Correct. So they're quite boring. So I think that that's why a lot of people will start off with these sort of, what do I need to do to get to the big goal? They'll start off with these sort of ideas and then their their focus will slowly drift back to the big goal because, yeah, 
these progress goals, they're not really the fun stuff, but they're essential. And I think that that, you know, first tip in terms of making sure you've got the right goal structure is don't, don't think that these little process goals are going to be fun. <laughs> like they're not fun. Uh, some, some, well, that depends on the person. I don't find some, it fun. Oh, well, it depends on what it is. Um, some, some things you might find, you might take enjoyment out of. Like some people like legitimately enjoy cooking. Yeah, that's true. Some people legitimately enjoy exercise. Like I know I enjoy it far more than I used to. Yeah. You uh, enjoy getting outside well, a lot. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I just love the fresh air. But you also, um, you enjoy cooking more than I do. I do enjoy that part of it. You know, and it, we're all different in that regard, and that's fine. But there will be some parts along the way that you're not going to enjoy, and there'll be that you know that level of discomfort. I think a lot of people they want they want the victory and they want the win without having to go through the actual fight to get there. Yeah, of course. Uh, the analogy I want to use here is that of a boxer. Mm. So let me ask the question, what has to happen to a boxer in order for this boxer to win their championship? They have to get punched in the face (laughs) over and over and over and over and over again. Mm. The face, the ribs, the liver, wherever. They they have to take the hits in order to get the glory. And put in the work. and, And put in the work. Now, how... In terms of um, using this analogy, how is that really different to what we do? It's not. I mean, in order to turn our lives around and get these, get you know, hit these big goals, there has to be a struggle to get there. Yes. Life is a struggle. Yes. Overall, and hashtag the struggle is real. <laughs> so just bear in mind that I suppose since we're talking tips here, what I want to say is that you have to understand this will not be easy. And there has to be pain and there has to be some struggle to get to where you want to get to. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I can say without reservation that working on myself has, has been, is, and will be the hardest thing I ever do in my life. Same. Everything else compared to working on me is a fucking walk in the park. By comparison, and that's part of where my, I suppose you want to say my level of confidence comes from these days is because there's nothing I, I do in my life now that will be harder than fixing me. Yeah. And having gone through the the struggles and the discomfort to get to where I've got to. And the funny thing is, for me, by not focusing, well, once I had my big goals in place, by not actually thinking about them, by thinking more on the small level of what I'm doing every single day to get there, I've sailed well beyond my original goals, mm. like miles beyond. Remember I said before, it was to not be fat and not be diabetic. Yeah. Yet here I am recording a podcast with my uber sexy wife <laughs> in the house that we own together, um, living in a completely different part of the country. Yeah. Like my life is not what, what I originally pictured it would be. No. But that's because I have embraced the journey, not the destination, because guess what? The destination always fucking changes. Yeah, that's another thing to remember also, I think, to point out is that these sort of these big final goals, they're they're not final because You'll change. They will change. Like as well, you'll reach a goal and then it's really important to set another goal. Um, and that's where a lot of people do 
find it really struggle because they will reach a goal, a big goal, not just a progress goal or, you know, a little step goal. They'll reach a really big milestone goal, like, you know, get into the size jeans they wanted to get into, something like that. And then get complacent. And then they get lost because it's like, oh, but I reached my goal. And I think that's why they get lost though. Yeah. Is because they focus so much on that one goal. That's the finish line. Correct. Now, um, the weight loss industry is littered uh, with stories of people who have reached goals and then gone sailing backwards mm. because they put they put the, the finish line or that goal is the finish line. Yes. This is it. I have won at life if I get to this goal. Honestly, no, you haven't. I think they raised the goal to such, I put it on such a pedestal. Like this is it. This they. It's almost like you um, associate your happiness yeah. and your personal satisfaction with this finish line goal. And then what? What are you left with? Well, that's where it could be really... And that's where you see a lot of people on these TV shows and things like that, these big weight loss TV shows who really struggle afterwards because... Well... You know, they've built up this this massive process to be such the pinnacle of their life. And then it's like, well, what do you do now? So it can be really... There's also the part where the process on those TV shows is a load of bullshit. Well, it's unsustainable, yes. But it it just, just to highlight that that is a real big problem also with obsessing and putting putting a, a particular goal on such a pedestal, you have to remember that there's going to be more goals. There, there's always got to be something else to strive for. Otherwise, you know, bad habits can always come creeping back. I've been doing this now for like six years. Bad habits will still come creeping back if I'm not paying attention. They still do. They well, still have. We're only human. You know, so you're not going to change bad habits forever. They, they don't just change and then you set like it's done. You've got to reinforce them. You have to continue to work on this sort of stuff. And that's where I think I'll, I'll come into my next tip, which is you have to recognize the small wins along the way. And getting back to my personal experience story, this is what something that really helped me get out of that um, obsession and that sort of really obsessive mindset that I had around my stomach area was I was as I mentioned in my story and my example, I was losing track of the fact that other things around my stomach were changing, but I wasn't recognizing it because I didn't even think to look. Every time I looked in the mirror, it was just, that's what I looked at. That's what I always looked at. Well, it's the, it was the, the, the marker that I judged success or failure on, which was how my stomach looked that day, which is ridiculous, but that's what I was doing. So, what I, what I did was, is I started to recognize the other things. Once I understood what I was doing, once I understood that obsessive mindset that I was in, that I was stuck in, how, do, how did I change that? How do you go about changing that? Was A, as Matt said in one of his first tips, focus on setting you know, procedural progress, smaller goals. And then with that, I started celebrating those smaller wins. So... I would celebrate the fact that this week my all my weights in the gym went up. Or this week you even got to all your exercise sessions. I fit them all in this week. I managed to fit them all in and it wasn't really that well, stressful for me. I Can I just be a bit picky? Not so much I managed to fit them all in. I prioritized them. Yes, absolutely. Good pick up. But this, this, is, this is a discussion about prioritization in that regard. It is. But it's the same sort of thing. I hit all my meals this week. I managed to make sure that I got all my meals in this week that I had aimed to get in. I was prepared. I was week. prepared. 
I cooked my food up. It was sitting there ready for me to eat. You know, I, I, it was rule of proximity. Definitely. You know, these are the small things I started to celebrate. My hair is looking much better. You know, my skin looks great. Nails. Nails. You know, my, my sleep feels like it's improved. Like I'm, I'm not waking up during the night. Um, I'm getting to bed half an hour earlier. These sort of little things as, you know, they may not always be the most attractive sort of things to think about because, of course, we all want to think about that thing we want the most. But it really takes my... It took my focus off, off the obsession. And I remember, um, sorry, the first winter I got through without getting sick. Yeah, yeah. And now it's it's at the other end of the scale for me now, whereas where if I get sick, it's a rare occasion. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. So it's it's those sort of things that really need to be celebrated. Whether you find yourself you're at the moment you are if you're if you're someone who is like I was, and you are in the headspace of obsessing about that end result. End result. Then this is something you can implement right now to help try to change your mindset around that obsession. If you are somebody who was like that, but you don't feel like you're stuck in that sort of rut right now, it's still something you should be implementing into your weeks because everybody wants to feel like they achieve something. We all want to feel like we're getting reward for our hard work. It's a really, really, really long lifetime if we're going to go through this life, always aiming for something and never seeing reward for it so we need to our brains need that that happy feeling that we get from oh i did do really great at that this week you may not have done great at everything but you have to celebrate what you did do great at even if it's something you don't feel like is really important because it probably is important and just to be able to celebrate that and give your brain that sort of chance to say yes i rock at this it's just going to give you so much more happiness and momentum leading into the next week. And it's going to, again, keep your focus off obsessing about that really big goal that you really want to get to, but you're probably not going to achieve for the next 12 months or the next two years. And you can't go that long without feeling some sort of satisfaction with what you're doing. Otherwise, you will get annoyed, you'll get disappointed, and you'll quit. Wow, that's very well said, uh, which leads into my next tip, which is, I suppose, coming off what you said before, Courtney, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the growth that comes with the process and enjoy you becoming a different person and becoming a better version of you. There, there, is, there is fun and satisfaction to be had in all these small wins that you have along the way. Um, where if, as Courtney said, if you're focused so much on the end result... Where's the satisfaction coming from? It can't be a two-year grind of, of unhappiness. No, no. Can you imagine anything worse? No wonder people give up. Like, if that's all they're focused on, of course you're going to get disappointed and give yep. up. Yep. Enjoy, enjoy the new skills you develop. Enjoy getting better at lifting weights. Enjoy being able to run faster. Enjoy watching other people in their gym not lift weights properly. <laughs> Like, you know, very good. I get enjoyment from that. Now, is that something that's like a small win? Yeah, it is because it's well, a small win for me stage. because I know that that's not the right way to do that. That's a small win for me because I now know that I have the knowledge. Yeah. 
So all those little things that you don't think are small wins. But I, I love what you said as well, Matt. I'm definitely a different person than I was six years ago. I'm 110% a different person. It's like nowhere even close. I was having a conversation with someone the other day about it. And as I took one of those personality tests mm. and I came out, you know, like a, like a big extrovert and all of these other tra- personality traits. And I was saying to them, I would have been the complete opposite 10 years ago. The complete opposite to every personality trait this was coming out at. And I think that that's just testament to how much learning and, and personal growth you can have during this sort of um, journey. And I think you're smack batting on, Matt, with that. I think that that's really something that's underestimated. All right. What's your next tip? Uh, my next tip is... Oh, timing. Timing. Yes. Sorry, I had to check my notes. Um, timing. This is going to take a long time. I think yeah, this had to be said in this. And I think we've sort of touched on it, Matt, during this episode. But it's I good to just... I think we touched just, on this in every single episode. We, we need to just imprint it again at the end, which is this is going to take longer than you want it to. So you can't have that obsessive mentality mindset have the end result all the time. It is going to take longer then you want it to, you're going to make mistakes. There's going to be problems that come up. There's going to be old problems that come up. There's going to be new problems that come up and you're going to deal with them along the way, but it is going to take time. Yeah. It's not a straight road. No. It's full of corners, sharp corners, winding corners, loop-de-loops. It's never, it's never a, a smooth ride. Like if you had asked me six years ago, what I would look like in six years, I would have told you something different than I look like right now. What would you have said? I would have said that I would probably be smaller than I am now in smaller. six years. Because back then before I started, time timing to me meant something very different. Um, until you sort of, I sort of started to learn about all of this, how it works, how the metabolism works, how long everything takes to undo, I would have thought that there was no way that in six years it it would have taken me this long to get the body shape that I've got now. And that was just from lack of knowledge, really. And Um, lack of experience. And lack of experience. But I definitely didn't understand then, and I didn't have someone tell me until you told me, Matt, that this is going to take a really long time because of X, Y, and Z. So I, you know, I, it definitely takes a long time. It's going to be, I've made mistakes along the way. Definitely. You know, has it knocked me back time frame wise? Yeah, it probably has, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be the person I am today sitting here talking about this, being able to use a lot of my own, like almost every topic we speak about, Matt, um, one of us is able to say, oh, yeah, this happened to me. Well, I've never been through um, or involved in anyone's transformation, my own included, where mistakes weren't made. Yeah. and Everyone I, fucks up. And I think that that's where it's it's been a blessing in one way because mm. I'm actually able then to tell other people about it and say, I did this. You know, it's taken me six years to get here and I'm still working on myself and I still will continue to work on myself. 
Yeah. So it's definitely a long road, but it has to be something that, you know, I don't want to be blunt about it, but sometimes you just got to no, be, be blunt. blunt about it and say, you know what, it's going to take longer than you want it to and just deal with it. Like get over it. Yeah. A lot of people get ha- so obsessed with that even and hung up on it about how long it's going to take. Just get over it and just, just go with it. Which, because I think that leads into your last tip, Matt. Is yeah. to why do why do you have to get over it? Well, if, a lot of people have um, their their obsession with the end result, and they turn the process into a diet. Yeah. Now, the moment you turn it into a diet, guess what? You're going to fail, hundred percent. Like as sure as every time I watch the movie Titanic, the ship sinks, you're going to fail. Never heard that one before. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll hit it with a new one, but it's the truth. If you make it into a diet, you're going to fail. And that goes, I think, along with the timing because a lot of people, what they do is they really want it to happen sooner, they obsess over it, and then they start to make dis- decisions that are very diet-based. So they cut, cut, cut. You know, it's it's all about how do I achieve what this goal? What shortcuts can I take? In the shortest amount of time. But the thing is... It's, it's, it's a lifestyle change for a reason. And I know lifestyle change can be a little bit meh for some people to say and to hear. But realistically, there's not really any other way that I can explain it. It is something that you need to do and you need to make these changes for the rest of your life. Because as soon as you stop trying to improve and trying to change, you're just going to go back to what you did before. It's just the, the, the old thing about habits. If you stop trying to focus on habits, you will go back. It just will happen. It's not even a, I think they'll go back. They will just go back. Yeah, you, you do this You do this long enough, you can, you can spot traits in people where it's like, yeah, the mindset you've got with this, you're going to hit a wall real soon. Yeah. You can spot it. Yeah, you can. Not everyone's ready to hear that sort of feedback, um, although I will give it um, where appropriate, but you can see it mm. for sure. Yeah, and I think that for a lot of people as well, they can they can stumble into that sort of mindset because of obsessing about stuff too much. Yeah, remove the finish line and watch what happens. Yes, I, I I'm sure you'll you'll back me up, Courtney, unless you regretted marrying me, um, which I know you don't. <laughs> Hashtag on the best. Um, you remove the finish line, and all of a sudden the race becomes so fun. It actually does. Because all these all these new opportunities open themselves up, new relationships, um, new new paths yeah. that you can take that you would never have imagined. New goals that you wouldn't have ever thought you'd set for yourself. Yep, because you're 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 in a different frame of mind. Your body now, you know, eventually will do things that you didn't think it could do. Yeah. And it will do things that you want it to do, like, oh, okay, I think I can go up that giant flight of stairs. And you do. Yeah. And it just, it, it totally changes. You know, you've seen people that have that have lost a lot of weight and then decided to go into sport again or go and compete in a triathlon or... Whatever they want. You know, just like me, want to just be on the beach in a bikini and not give a shit. Yeah. So like, can we, can we just, um, can we ban the diet mindset? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, that... That was an important one I think that we needed to add in at the end because it's so easy to think to yourself, oh, I don't think that way, I don't think that way. But with the topic we're talking about, which is obsessing on the 
uh, quote unquote final destination or the the final goal, it can really easily turn into that. Well, more often than not, it does. Mm. Like I, I have seen that as a um, a commonality among people that I've worked with over the years when the obsession is purely on the end result. Like I know in the back of my head, if this doesn't change, they're going to fail. Yeah, they're going to quit. Yep, you can see it. You can see it kind of a mile away. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon that's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that helped. I felt like I was a bit animated during that discussion. But, but nothing wrong with that. So we're going to call uh, call this a show. Hopefully, this has been of some value to you. Uh, I would like you to email us and let us know if you can relate to what we've spoken about in this episode. Uh, or even if you've been guilty of this the way we have, podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com is where we would love you to send us an email or shoot us through a message on our Facebook page, imaginatively titled The Weight Loss Podcast. Yeah. Address them to Courtney and Matt. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) So yes, this has been Matt and Courtney from The Weight Loss Podcast. (laughs) Signing off. Speak to you soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.